the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We are so soft as a society. Uh, I'm reading a story here (laughs) from CNN. We need to stop complimenting weight loss. Here's what to say instead. Before I tell you what to say instead, uh, let's have a conversation with Steve in Galena. He's called the Bruce Hooley Show. Hi, Steve. Hey, uh, how are you, Bruce? I'm Uh, very good. Okay, thank you very much for taking my call, Uh, and and I'll be very respectful. I listened to your show today. And I normally don't listen to you because uh, I just, you know, I just don't. And uh, listen, you, this thing with J.D. Vance, J.D. Vance is not popular here, okay? J.D. Vance, I'm glad that J.D. Vance is a Christian. I'm glad that he, com- that he found Christianity. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that he has a couple of kids now. But you know what? I've been a Christian for a long time, and I'm 70 years old, or I would run for Congress. I would run for the Senate, okay? I also have friends, many friends in rural Ohio who've had nieces and nephews or sons and daughters die of opioid poisoning or uh, other drugs, Mm -hmm. okay? Does that qualify me to be in the Senate? The guy is a phony, okay? I'm sorry. He's supported by California money, and he'll be a puppet of Mitch McConnell and the money from California. And, And you know what? I'm sick of the Republican Party, too. The Republican Party, to me anymore, is all about... More homosexuality, more drugs, with a few tax cuts thrown in. I don't see a big difference between most of the people in Washington in either party. I really don't. Okay, I, I don't Here's, disagree with a lot of what you say. Can I get you to give me, is, is it solely that J.D. Vance's, the most of his financial support comes from venture capitalists on the West Coast? Is that your sole reason for saying he's a phony, or do you find some inconsistencies in some of his positions? That quickly, okay, what else is he going to flip-flop? He has no core, he has no convictions at all. He's never been around anywhere. What has he actually done in his life? Nothing. I, I had a business for many years, decades. Okay, the guy doesn't know anything about anything. I'm sorry, he doesn't. Well, I, I mean, Steve, I think, uh, I think he's a smart guy. I mean, he's an Ivy League graduate, and again, that exposes you to some ideologies there that I would prefer you not have, but I do think he would be an effective debater against somebody like Tim Ryan. Your hesitation with him, you're rooted deeper into the uh, camp that he's not authentic. I had an issue for a long time, and I'm not saying I'm all the way over it right now, but uh, did Donald Trump's endorsement weigh at all in your opinion of J.D. Vance? Did it make any impact on you at all? I'm disappointed in Donald Trump, and I support Donald Trump. I supported Donald Trump long before he ever became president. He used to do radio commercials for Rush Limbaugh. And I told people 20 years ago, I said, this guy's going to be president. And they laughed. They said, who? And I said, Donald Trump, he's going to be president. You know what? 
I support Donald Trump. But I think Donald Trump or his son, that's what I've heard, it's his son, has taken a lot of money from somebody to endorse this guy. Okay? And the guy, I don't, I'm not voting for him. I don't care if he's the candidate, which he will not be. I, I guarantee he won't be. If he does win the primary, would you vote Vance over Ryan in the fall? Would you not vote? What would you do? I, I'm tired of lawyers. I'm tired of these Ivy League idiots. These people have ruined our country. Do, do you, are, is our country any better off with Washington full of lawyers and people supposedly so smart? You feel better off? I don't. No, I don't. I would rather I don't. take the first hundred names out of the phone book, as I think it was William Buckley said, than any of these people in Washington, D.C., any of them. Steve, I appreciate you calling. I really do. I thank you for your uh, opinion. I love your passion, and uh, I hope you'll call again. But I'm telling you that I'm not the only person that feels oh, like this. Oh, I know you're not. No, I know you're not. I, I, think, you're, I think your anger is, uh, if, it, if it's anger, I think your passion, I'll say it's that way, your passion is obviously real. You can't fake that passion. And it's palpable. And I think it's widespread throughout the state of Ohio. This is, I think, indicative of a very, very uh, strong undercurrent of dissatisfaction. And I share it with you. I can get so exercised over the condition that our country is in. And when I hear just flat-out lies from the podium at the White House, um, whether it's in the Congress, wherever it comes from, we know we're being lied to. We know we're being lied to. And I think that is why Donald Trump tapped into such a passionate vein of support in middle America. I mean, it really is quite (laughs) a phenomenon that a billionaire New York real estate developer was able to touch passion in people like Steve, who just called the show, um, myself. You would think we'd have nothing in common with Donald Trump, but Donald Trump understood why people were dissatisfied. Donald Trump is, I think... I can't say singularly responsible because I think the media is also culpable in its own demise. But Donald Trump identified what is clearly a widely held opinion that the media in this country cannot be trusted. I've paid a lot of attention to that aspect of our culture because it was my profession. And I've said before, I'm ashamed of the profession that I entered. I feel that I wasted my professional life in a profession that hates our country. I love our country. I think our country is the best country in the history of the world. My father loved our country enough to enlist and serve in World War II. He, I'm so glad he doesn't see what we are now. I mean, I literally mean that. I'm so glad he does not see what we are now. I'm so glad he doesn't. I I could not explain transgenderism to my father and have him think that it would be anything other than utter nonsense. I can hear him. People really think that just because they think they're a man or a woman, it makes it so. I mean, he would not be able to wrap his head around that, nor should any of us be able to wrap our head around that. 
And then when you couple it with the fact that we have the capacity to be energy independent and to parlay that into strength on the world stage, and we willfully choose not to, and our president continually lies to us about it and says insane things like he doesn't believe in trickle-down economics, nothing's ever trickled down on him. Well, gee, Joe Biden, how did you go from a career politician to a multimillionaire? Politicians make good salaries in the Senate and as vice president for eight years. They don't make salaries that enable them to become people worth at least $12 million with multiple homes in multiple places. But if you have a derelict son who trades upon your name and crisscrosses the globe, returning with bags of cash, then it makes sense how you become unbelievably wealthy on a public servant's salary. So yeah, I understand Steve's anger. It makes me angry too. But as my wife tells me all the time, the anger of man does not bring about the righteousness of God. So I have to try to channel my anger into productive avenues. And I can't sit here and tell you J.D. Vance is an authentic conservative. All I can do is ask him the question, okay, how did you become the guy you are right now after six years ago being a guy who said everything about Donald Trump that would have landed you an anchor's role on MSNBC? And then I evaluate his answer, and I can tell you that the answer that he gives, I became a Christian, I had kids. That's really the only answer that makes a lot of sense to me, that I find a plausible answer. And so I don't have the same, you know, red-hot opposition to J.D. Vance that Steve does, but I understand that it's out there, and I think that's why the Republican Senate primary is going to be exceedingly interesting. Because is Josh Mandel going to be able to hang on? Josh Mandel was the front runner from the start. Mike Gibbons, the polls said, took a slight lead for a little while. Now, where is Mandel? Where is Gibbons? Well, we have some polling numbers that we will share with you next to give you a window into where the Senate race stands in advance of a very fast-approaching May 3rd primary. That's coming up on The Bruce Hooley Show. Okay, the headline that I started the last segment with that I didn't flesh out. We need to stop complimenting weight loss. Here's what to say instead from CNN. Such comments complimenting people on their weight loss can have unintended negative consequences. (laughs) We can unintentionally exacerbate or affirm the thin ideal that our society tends to emphasize and idolize. Man, are we soft or what? Hey, you look good. You've lost weight. Oh, what are you saying? Was I not acceptable before? And get over yourself, Snowflake. Okay, Senate poll. First of all, early voting as a barometer of interest in the upcoming primary? Mm, Not good. Ohio voting, according to the Statehouse News Bureau, is down nearly 30% compared to this point in 2018. 
Less than two weeks to go before the May 3rd primary. Uh, As of April 15th, 125,000 early ballots have been requested. That's down. Just the requests are down. 27%. Uh, Ballots turned in, about 45,000. That's down 30%. Democratic turnout, slightly above Republican. That's because we believe you vote on election day. Not you Democratic freaks who want to get out there and stuff the ballot box when it's not the day to vote. But voter turnout, weather that day, late endorsements, gaffes, if any occur, right up to and including May the 3rd, it will all matter. It will be super tight on the Senate side. I can't imagine that it will not be tight. Latest polls from Trafalgar say that um, they predict J.D. Vance will win the Republican primary. They say Vance's poll numbers have improved, his net sentiment is better, and there's been a huge surge in his Google search volume. I wouldn't have thought to factor that in, but they do. Uh, This all happened, they said, before Donald Trump's announcement. After the announcement, Vance's search volume went ahead of Mike Gibbons and Josh Mandel, and his net sentiment became the best of any GOP candidate. However, in the last few days, Mike Gibbons' net sentiment has improved and is now the best among GOP candidates. With less than two weeks before the election, Gibbons, who was ahead in the latest Trafalgar poll, may spring a surprise despite Trump's endorsement of J.D. Vance. And then they also say Josh Mandel was in it. They agree that Jane Timken and Matt Dolan have no path to win. I've said before Matt Dolan is spending his dad and mom's money and his own trust fund in order to get name recognition so that he can run against Sherrod Brown in two years. And I certainly hope that the Republican Party can come up with a better candidate than Matt Dolan in two years. Okay. I have to share with you another inspiring interlude from the life and times of Kamala Harris, our vice president. Our vice president yesterday was gathered in front of a group of uh, service personnel, maybe Space Force, I don't know, but Kamala Harris was uh, well proving that she is indeed a space cadet. Space is exciting. It spurs our imaginations and it forces us to ask big questions. Space it affects us all, and it connects us all. Mm. Wow. That's deep. Uh, almost as deep as her discourse on the passage of time or her um, advisory that uh, it is time for us to continue doing what we have been doing every day, and that time is now. <laughs> so... Uh, My colleague, uh, I don't know if I should out him on this or not. One of my colleagues asked me today, how did she pass the bar? That is a a question, is it not? How did Kamala Harris pass the bar? Now, uh, if you're familiar with her uh, rocket ship rise up the uh, political ladder in California and how she did that, you may have have a guess as to how she uh, passed the bar. I will leave that to your own imagination. Uh, but uh, just I think, again, before we adjourn today, it would behoove us all to 
ponder the depth and uh, texture of her comments yesterday on space. Space is exciting. It spurs our imaginations. (laughs) And it forces us to ask big questions. Space, it affects us all. And it connects us all. Hmm. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Yeah, uh, Kamala Harris speaks like a kid who was banking on the fact that someone else in the class would get called upon to give an oral book report on a book she didn't read. And was thinking, well, there's uh, 30 of us in the room, and what are the odds that I get picked? And then they get picked. And so rather than say, ah, I'm sorry, I didn't read the book, I didn't do the homework, I don't have any idea, I didn't even read the Cliff Notes, she gets up and decides she'll uh, wing it. Space is exciting. It spurs our imaginations. And it forces us to ask big questions. Space, it affects us all. And it connects us all. Mm. I mean, that's that's something. Uh, what? I don't know exactly. Uh, it is. Now, yesterday, of course, was the big shocking... Not guilty verdict in the William Husel trial. Dr. Husel was accused of administering pain-killing medication to those people lingering on the brink of death. And uh, the state believed that he did so uh, inappropriately in excess of what was uh, called for medically. And I said all the way through that trial that... I had an issue with the fact that the people around William Husel, pharmacists, nurses, were held accountable for his actions. I didn't have any insight into whether he was guilty or innocent. I now believe he is innocent because a jury of his peers found him innocent. And there is enormous implied guilt when you were charged with something like he was charged. 14 counts of murder? I mean, for them to acquit says a lot about him. So I wanted to read to you a portion of a text I received from a doctor yesterday when I said how unfair it was that pharmacists and uh, nurses and others were, they had their lives ruined because they happened to be on the same shift and carried out Dr. Husel's orders. And so this doctor said, I appreciated your comments about the Husel verdict yesterday. The doses he used were unconventional, yes, but clearly neither he nor any of the nurses or pharmacists involved had any intent other than the comfort of dying people. Patients in that condition are almost always delirious or semi-unconscious and can't talk. And as such, it's nearly impossible to know with 100% certainty whether they're pain-free, despite the markers for pain that we use, meaning like whether they're grimacing or heart rate or whatever. He said, as someone who's overseen terminal care in the ICU more times than I can remember and then witnessed the results, I can tell you that if it were me, I'd personally much rather get too much fentanyl than too little. 
I've seen the latter many times, and it's horrible to watch. As long as it was clinically apparent that those patients were imminently and inexorably dying and their families made the decision to withdraw life-sustaining care, then the objections to the doses Dr. Husel used are nothing but a bunch of pearl-clutching and attorney-driven CYA. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.